Thanks for downloading this IMSA radio podcast. It's for personal use only and must not be broadcast, reproduced or used in any form without permission. Tell your friends they can get their own copy by visiting imsaradio.com or search for IMSA radio wherever they get their podcasts. The Michelin Countdown to Green on IMSA Radio. Hello everybody and welcome along to our Sunday afternoon coverage just after half past two, 31 minutes past the hour at Canadian Tire Motorsport Park. Delighted to say that it's John Hindoff and Jeremy Shaw in the Haggerty Global Broadcast Centre for the CTMP Chevrolet Grand Prix of Canadian Tire Motorsport Park for another round of the IMSA WeatherTech Sports Car Championship. Good to have your company wherever you are in the world, whether you're at the track on 90.7 FM. We'll be coming up on Sirius XM Channel 2 or 7 in a wee while. And in about 26, 27 minutes, we'll go live in sound and vision for those of you outside the US and North America with our world TV stream as well. It's NBC if you're in the US at the moment, but we're in Michelin Countdown to Green. And welcome along. Good afternoon to Jeremy Shaw. Jeremy, this looks like it's going to be another cracker. Two dozen cars, four classes, and man, it's tight in all of those categories. Yeah, good afternoon, John. This is going to be fun. Uh, I mean, another fantastic venue uh, for the IMSA Weatherset Sports Car Championship. Uh, Super competitive at all the classes, as you say. We've had some some ups and downs, some some, uh, controversies even perhaps, but... uh, I think we're in for a really exciting race this afternoon. I can hardly wait for it get, to get started. It's great to be back here as well after first time here uh, due to COVID since 2019. Amazing to think it's that been, been that long. Uh, it's very tight in qualifying, Jeremy. Uh, would uh, I mean, just looking at the times, that battle at the front of the field between Tom Blomqvist and Ricky Taylor was absolutely epic, wasn't it? Yeah, absolutely superb. I mean, yeah, we've we've seen that it's been a constant theme, hasn't it, this season, uh, and it's just been continued again, and uh, and we'll do so un- until the end of this year. Lots lots of great racing to come, I think. Well, let's get into the grid. It's uh, Rob Lomas up in London for us. Here's that famous piece of music, and before we go to Porsche Keys to the race and check in with Shea Adam, let's find out where your favourite qualified for the Chevrolet Grand Prix at Canadian Tire Motorsport Park. So, the Chevrolet Grand Prix, this is round eight for DPI, round four for LMP3, round six for GTD Pro, and for GTD, this is a round only of the Sprint Cup Series, which is, this is round five of eight. Uh, We've got six cars in each of the classes, so 24 in total. The GTD cars, they're jumbled up in order in the starting grid. They they start where they qualify, because uh, GTD Pro and GTD are both running exactly the same regulations. Uh, ahead of them on the grid will be the LMP3s. Ahead of them on the grid will be DPI. So, starting at the back, 
Number 12 on the outside, Cooper McNeil. And number 79, WeatherTech Racing Mercedes AMG GT3. He, of course, running in the pro category. Ahead of him, two GTD cars, Aiden Reed. Car number 51, the Rick Ware Racing Acura NSX GT3. On the 11th row on the outside, Robbie Foley uh, in the number 96 tournament for BMW M4 GT3. Another pro car on the uh, on the next position on the grid. That's the inside of row 11. Ben Barnicott in car number 14 for Vassa Sullivan, one of its two Lexus RCF GT3s. Row 10, Russell Ward, car number 57, the Windward Racing Mercedes AMG GT3, alongside another BMW. This is a Paul Miller Racing entry, car number one, but the uh, leader in the Sprint Cup series is Madison Snow. Row 9 on the outside, Roman DeAndres from Canada, of course, in car number 27. That's a Haas Racing Team Aston Martin Vantage GT3. Then three GTD Pro cars on the inside of row 9, Jordan Taylor. Number three, Corvette Racing, Chevrolet Corvette C8R GTD. Uh, and then is the BMW M4 GT3 for John Edwards. That's car number 25 for the BMW Team RLL. In the 15th position on the grid, uh, Alex Riberas in caliber 23, the Heart of Racing Team GTD Pro, Aston Martin, Aston Martin Vantage GT3. The front row of GTD is a pole sitter in GTD regular. That would be Frankie Montecalvo, an excellent run for Vasa Sullivan in caliber 12, his third pole position in the IMSS WeatherTech Sports Car Championship. And fractionally quicker than him, He's a GTD Pro pole sitter. That's Matthew Jaminet. Again, a third pole for him. That's a FAF Motorsports car number nine, a Porsche 911 GT3R, just 45 minutes away from FAF Motorsports shop. Moving on to LMP3. On the outside of row six, Jared Andretti, car number 36. That's the Andretti Autosport Ligier JSP320. He was fastest in qualifying yesterday, but that car failed at technical inspection. More on that later. Alongside him, Lance Wilsey in car number 33, the Sean Creech Motorsport Ligier. The, the only Duquesne in the field is the AWA entry, car number 13. That will be started by Ori, Ori Fidani from the 10th position on the grid overall. And then in 9th, John Bennett in car number 54 for Court Order Sport. It's Ligier JS P320. Two more Ligiers on the front row then in, G, in LMP3. The Junior 3 racing car number 30, his best of the qualifying run for is Ari Baylog. But on the pole position, his third pole also coincidentally, Gar Robinson in car number 74, the Riley Motorsports Ligier. Now moving on to DPI. Last, shockingly, is the uh, and six on the grid. It's a 0-1 Cadillac racing Cadillac DPI VR. That is Sebastian Bourdais. Alongside him, Olivier Pla, fellow Frenchman, car number 31, the Whelan Engineering Racing Cadillac. Two more Cadillacs on row two. The Zero Two car, that's a sister Cadillac to Bourdais, started by Alex Lynn. And on the third position, a really good qualifying run for Tristan Vautier, his best uh, for several weeks aboard the JDC Millimo Sports Cadillac. Front row, once again, it's all Acura. The number 10 car that triumphed again last weekend at Watkins Glen, the Konica Minolta Acura ARX05. That'll be started by Ricky Taylor. But on the pole, pole position, second uh, weekend in a row, a new track record in car number 60. That's the Maya Shank Racing with Kerbag and Journey Acura. An excellent qualifying run once again by Tom Blomquist. He's making a bit of a name for himself, isn't he, Jeremy? Very good uh, indeed from 
the young man born in the UK, obviously with uh, his name, uh, he has uh, Nordic descent, but f- very, very much carrying the uh, Union flag as part of his helmet uh, design. And the two Acuras, once again, Jeremy, at the front of the field. This again, a track that is is suited to that uh, that accurate DPI. It's very fast. There's not a lot of pointy squirty type bits. No, it's a super fast uh, racetrack here. The fastest uh, track on the schedule. The uh, average speed in uh, on that qualifying yesterday for uh, Tom Blunkus over 137 miles an hour. That makes it the fastest track on the schedule these days. Absolutely remarkable effort it was by him. And uh, not far behind, the all-time sports car lap record uh, set uh, many, many years ago, now back in 2008 by Dindo Capello in the Audi R10 TDI, which had a lot more horsepower, uh, a lot more tyre, uh, a lot more everything, including massively more expensive than the current breed of DPIs. Let's uh, check in with Shea Adam down uh, on the grid uh, and Aaron Tealitz, uh with Shea Adam down there uh, on, well, actually on the, on the pit lane now. Good afternoon, Shea. Good afternoon, John. Good afternoon, Aaron. This is pretty ideal weather to go sports car racing. You got your family here. You got new baby in the stroller. It's a pretty good day, isn't it? Yeah, it's feeling great here today. Uh, just picturesque weather here at uh, Canadian Tire Motorsports Park, and uh, we're sitting on the front row of the whole GT field, so it uh, doesn't get much better, to be honest. No, and I mean, Frankie, you've been saying all weekend, he loves this place. He put on the performance of a lifetime in qualifying. Front row start, how important is that for this race? Uh, it's incredibly important. This track is just so fast. You're on edge every lap, every corner. So it's really hard to make a pass, get runs on guys, especially even in GT cars where we need that aero balance uh, to work for us. So um, this is this is looking really good for us. A lot of yellows, no yellows. What are you guys thinking slash hoping for? Well, I mean, I, I don't, I don't want to say if there's going to be a lot of yellows or not. There are some P3 cars here, and uh, we all watched uh, – the six hours of Watkins Glen, so we know how that went, but I think it'll be a mostly green race today. That's my prediction. Yeah, hopefully the only yellow is the one on your car. That's right. Good luck today, Aaron. Thanks, guys. We'll allow Shea to wander up through the rest of the GT field. GTD pros, you heard from Jeremy's run down there, Faf Motorsport, before the formality start, and we lose the PA. Just want to say uh, thank you to everybody concerned at Canadian Tire Motorsport Park because earlier on today the media centre was dedicated to our our broadcast colleague and great friend Jim Martin. The voice of Mosport, gone but not forgotten, is what the plaque says. Inducted into the Canadian Motorsport Hall of Fame at the end of last year, not before time either. Just a shame he didn't get to see that. My original broadcast colleague on the American Le Mans series, Radio Web, as it was called there. I know Trice and the rest of the family uh, are up at Mosport this weekend. We miss you all. We miss Jim particularly. And that was a lovely touch from the guys at uh, Canadian Tire Motorsport Park. Thank you very much to everybody who made that happen. Uh, Shea, let's move forwards to the next pole position because if I know anything about Jim Martin, he would have been all about what was going on here this afternoon and the sport continues. Yeah, and we've got Matthew Jamina here who is exactly the kind of driver that Jim loved because Matthew, you've never raced at this track before. No fear. Go into qualifying, lay down the fastest lap. This place is so special to get to come to race, isn't it? 
Yeah, exactly. I mean, uh, this place is more crazy than you thought before you come. Uh, it's super fast, super dangerous. And uh, yeah, it's just a pleasure to, to be racing here. Uh, obviously, yeah, first time qualifying and on pole. So yeah, big thanks to the FAF guys for an amazing car yesterday. And hopefully we can bring it home today. FAF has a lot of guests here today. This is a very big weekend for them. But for you guys, it's about extending this championship lead, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. Uh, for sure, we want to put on a great show for, for all our supporters and all our fans and, and, and sponsors which came around. But yeah, for sure, we, we still have the championship in mind. Uh, we'll do everything we can to win. But if not, uh, we have to look at the big picture. And if we can extend the lead, that would be already a great weekend. Porsche has a very rich history here at this track, and Chris Pfaff has a very rich history here in Porsches too. So anytime Pfaff is on a Porsche, it tends to go well. I don't know if he showed you any of those old videos. No, I didn't see any old videos. I heard some stories. Uh, obviously, yeah, Chris is putting a lot of effort into this. Uh, he's a well-known uh, figure here in Canada and for this track. So, yeah, this is extra motivation and extra pressure for us drivers, but we'll try to, to represent the Pfaff name at, at the best. Just makes it extra sweet when you win. Good luck today. Thank you. Share Adam with uh, uh, Paul Sitter there in the uh, or with the uh, sorry with the the Faf Porsche uh, down on the GTD Pro Paul GTD Pro Paul. Good job. I don't have to talk uh, for a, a living. While Shea moves up, Jeremy, let's take a look at some of our Porsche keys to the race. It's a fast track. It's not. It's not that easy to pass here there's not that many overtaking spots into turn five but you've got to be a bit uh, a bit brave there into the final corner at turn 10 so track position here can be absolutely crucial it, it certainly can uh, i mean generally speaking the, in the prototype ranks well and gtd ranks quite frankly it, it is difficult to pass because the cars are so, so closely matched but as we saw Last week at Watkins Glen, different setups can give you kind of different uh, capabilities out on a racetrack. And the number 10 car last week was trimmed out a little bit more to give it a bit more straight line speed. That turned, to be, turned out to be absolutely critical to the outcome of that race. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see what uh, aerodynamic configurations the cars are going to be running here this afternoon. Also interesting that the, the number five car, the JDC Miller Motorsports Cadillac, they've been really struggling the last few races. But yesterday, fastest of the Cadillac qualifiers, third position overall. Uh, we'll come back with more Porsche keys to the race at the moment. But Shea Adam is working her way forward to seventh position. That's where we find the LMP3 pool sitter uh, after a post-qualifying tech penalty for the Andretti Autosport uh, Ligier for um, a non-homologated uh, suspension part. It is Riley, it is 74, and it is Gar Robinson. Uh, yeah, and Scott Andrews is here as well. You guys have the best starting position on the day. Gar, I'll start with you. This track, so fun in a GT car. Way better in a P3? Way better in a P3. It's, uh, I mean, this place, it, this this was a this track was made for downforce cars. I mean, I I've never there I haven't been to other very many tracks that have the G load that this thing has for so long. I mean, it's like it's like the best roller coaster in the world, like times ten, man. It's 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 so incredible. Uh, the uh, if there was a track that you wanted to scare the pants off of someone in the passenger seat, it would be this one. I love it to so go for a ride with you around this track for sure. Scott, I'll come to you really quick. This place, it's so cool. When you get the call up and they say, hey, we want you in the Riley for most part, 
you jumped at the opportunity. Well, not jump because your knee's a little bit wonky right now, but but you limped at the opportunity. Yeah, limped at the opportunity. <laughs> yeah, no, it's a pleasure to fill in for Philippe. Obviously, uh, it, he's over in Norris Ring doing DTM duties. He had a win today, so shout out to him. It's also his birthday, which he hasn't mentioned at all today at all. And, uh, yeah, it's a pleasure always to drive with these guys, with Gar and uh, everyone involved. It's such a great team. And, um, you know, um, sort of hit the ground running again. You, we, we had great results last year. And, uh, yeah, as I said, it's a pleasure to be back. And we're off, off the front row. So Gar did a great job and going to try to bring it home and uh, do my best to get us a win. Yeah, and you're not limping anymore, so that's good. No, no, I can even jump. Oh, he can jump. He just proved it to me. All right, Gar, so let's talk a little bit of strategy here because we're not on the PA right now. We're going to 45 minutes, or are you going to hog this car for a little bit longer? Uh, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. I mean, you, you make you make plans all day long, but uh, uh, the, at the end of the day, the race is going to be the race, and uh, we don't know what cautions are going to do or what what sort of issues we're going to have, or if it it might stay green. I mean, I think the last time uh, no, it didn't stay green the last time I was here. But I mean, we've seen races where they stay green the whole race. I mean, I think even at the 24 hours a couple of years ago, I think we ran the longest the longest run without cautions ever so i mean it could be it's i think i think the plan right now is probably do 45 minutes or so but i mean i'm set to do i mean i train to do uh probably double that so i mean i'm i'm, I'm ready to go and so is scott so but yeah no so we're that's kind of the kind of the move and uh i think keep the car out, keep the car uh out of trouble and keep it clean and we're still we still have a have a points fight that we're that we're looking at right now and uh uh, give Scott the best car I can and the best position that I can, and uh, I mean we're already in the right spot. We just need to stay there, so we're gonna uh, gonna gonna stay there. We're gonna try to stay there. So good luck, guys. And I don't know if you can hear in the background, but the Rocky theme song is playing. That feels kind of appropriate, John. <laughs> it really does. Uh, Scott's banged up his knee in a bicycle crash. He could barely walk a week ago. He's jumping up and down now. Uh, apparently very very good uh, indeed Jeremy back to our Porsche keys to uh, the race we were talking uh, about um, track position uh, and and that traffic will come into that as well only 24 cars here but this is a relatively short lap it's a relatively quick lap and again all of those issues everyone's going to have to have in all four classes going to have to have their wits about them well, they are. I mean, you know, all the GTD cars are, are really closely matched. We saw in the in the combined practice sessions, uh, two practice sessions, uh, all 12 cars in total were covered by, well, less than three quarters of a second. So um, I don't expect to, to be to much be many gaps between the GTD traffic for much of the race. So when the prototypes come up to lap them, which they will do on, on numerous occasions, they're about 11 seconds a lap faster. So every seven or eight laps, they'll be catching some of the GTD cars. Um, it, they've got to, got to work their way through a whole knot of cars each time, most likely. So you know, there's a propensity there for, for incidents, and everybody has got to pay attention whether you're in a fast car or a slower car. Uh, drive time, Shea mentioned that there, 45 minutes, caught a lot of people out with the uh, redone drive time after the red flag a week ago, but 45 minutes is 45 minutes out on the track, and everyone has to remember that. Yes, indeed, and uh, you know, it's, it, it's an interesting uh, uh, problem that, that occurred last time out. I mean, it was caused by the, the stoppage, but of course, you know, the teams, they, 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 they knew for an hour or more that, that the, uh, the lightning storm was 
was potentially there. So they could well have adjusted their strategies to take that into account and make sure they didn't caught it, get caught out the way they were. So there's several different ways to look at that. But yes, a lot more cleaner this weekend and we're not expecting any weather interruptions either. Got one more Porsche key to the race. Actually, no, two more. We'll get to that in a moment. But shares at the front of the grid uh, with the guys at Myatt Shank Racing uh, and Tom Blomqvist, who is our pole position with a new lap record for qualifying here at Canadian Tire Motorsport Park. It was, and for Oliver Jarvis, the last time we raced here, it was victory for he and Tristan Nunez. And who do I find on the grid? Tristan Nunez standing next to Ollie, and all of a sudden, Ricky Taylor comes over, and he says, we meet again. This is going to be a fun one, though, Ollie. I mean, the last time we were here, it was you on the top step of the podium. Do you still have any of that Mazda confetti? Because I do. I I wish. Um, no, I don't. But, yeah, it was myself and Tristan who I was just having a chat with. Um, you know, great race back in 2019. Completely different this year, it's um, been a while since we've been here and, you know, we're starting off pole, but I've got to say this is going to be a tough race. Um, brutal out there, conditions are not easy and, um, you know, I think both uh, Ricky and Tom took a lot of risk in qualifying, but to do that for two hours and 40 minutes, not easy. What are you expecting from the pace of this race? Is it going to be as frenetic as we're all expecting? Yeah, I think so. I think, you know, the level's so high at the moment, it, it's flat out from the green flag. Um, be interested to see how much of an influence safety cars and full course yellows play, but I think you're going to see some some real racing. And I expect, you know, based on warm up and the long run pace we've seen from the Cadillacs, I expect them to be strong. And you know, they're in the fight. You know, they look very good. They've, they've played it down, but I think uh, race pace is strong. So it, you know, it's anyone's race at the moment. Thanks, Ollie. The formalities are starting. I'll let you go get in line. Thank you very much. Shea Adam down on the grid. Let's finish up then uh, before we wind up our Michelin countdown degree with more of our Porsche keys to uh, the race. Um, we don't often talk about track limits here, and, and I am going to talk about track limits here, uh, Jeremy, but not because of people getting penalised. Although there's a couple of places there um, where we've seen a few warnings, I want to talk about the exit at Turn 3 because track limits there, um, you will have consequences. There's no runoff, it's grass, and we've seen a few people have either very big moments or almost very big moments at Turn 3. And in the heat of battle, things can go wrong very quickly there. Well, they can, and you kind of run the rim around the, the uh, around that corner for, for quite a long way of it. I mean, there is an apex on the inside, uh, but it's fairly early in the corner. And then you run out, you track out fairly wide, uh, and then you run around. The, it's, the, it, the road is still curving at that stage. So if you carry a little bit too much speed in there, it's awfully difficult to get it back again. There's just one small, you know, a, a pretty flat and inconsequential curb, but then you're onto the tricky stuff, and that is grass, and it's bumpy. Uh, and it can easily drag you into the fence there. As you say, we've seen lots of incidents there. Uh, track limits, it's interesting because, excuse me, turn two kind of used to be the same. That is now paved uh, over the the uh, the outside curb there, delineating the, the, the edge of the racetrack. So you can run wide there and you can gain an advantage and the stewards will be looking at that. But turn three, yeah, still self-policing. <laughs> yeah, self-policing. Um, uh, the... Track was repaved at the start of 2020. We haven't been there, uh, been on the circuit uh, uh, since then, just before the shutdown for the long 
yellow flag period as the responsible adult calls it before COVID. And there's been a little bit of extra maintenance done uh, more recently over last winter. So uh, if you are going to be watching on IMSA TV and the international TV stream, um, then or on NBC, in fact, you'll see some darker patches as well. Now, that has changed the character of some of the corners. What it hasn't done is completely smoothed out the track. The bump over the top of the hill at turn two, which used to be right on the racing line on the inside. So people used to just move out a car's width or so. That seems to have moved. It's been pushed up the hill a little bit to right where you turn in. And there's also still got that little undulation on the exit of turn one as well. But the new surface uh, and the new repaving areas that were done more recently have contributed, Jeremy, to lab record pace that we've seen here in the last couple of three days. Yeah, I think it's a bunch of reasons for the for the lap record times. Uh, but the track, yeah, it's it's still it's still pretty bumpy out there. It's certainly a challenge for the drivers. And we saw video uh, over the last uh, couple of days in practice and in qualifying of some really bucking Bronco rides out there. I mean, there's no way that Tom Blomquist or any of the qualifying drivers could do the laps they turned in qualifying uh, over a full stint. I don't think physically they'd be able to, hold, to, to do that apart from anything else. Um, so the setups, therefore, used by the cars in the race will be quite different. We won't get to those same sort of lap times as we saw in qualifying, not even close. But uh, it is a, it's still a tremendous challenge with this racetrack. And that, that paving, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it, it wasn't a full repave of the track, I don't believe. Uh, and it's, as you say, there's still a bit of a patchwork out there. Uh, but it is a, uh, it's a major challenge. That's uh, Jeremy Shaw with me, John Hindorf in the Haggerty Global Broadcast Centre. We're in Michelin Countdown to Greenshire. Adam is on the pit lane. Let's uh, quickly, Jeremy, remind everyone what the championship looks like at the moment. It's a little bit different for GT Daytona because this is solely a point scoring round for the sprint. Remember, there's three versions of GTD. There's a full series, there's the long races, which is called the Mitchell Endurance Cup, and then there's the Sprint Cup as well. This one purely point scoring for the latter for GTD. That's exactly right. And in that series, uh, Madison Snow and Brian Sellers, they've got a pretty handy lead of 134 points coming into the weekend. That changed slightly yesterday after the uh, after the qualifying was run because there are points in, uh, awarded in qualifying these days. But uh, they, they've still got a handy lead over Robbie Foley and Bill Oblin. Frankie Montecalvo and Aaron Tillich currently run third in the points in GTD. In GTD Pro, a lead of 98 points coming into the weekend by for Maddie Campbell and Matthew Jaminet in the Faf Porsche over Ben Barnicott, who has a three-point edge over Antonio Garcia and Jordan Taylor in the Corvette. Uh, and again, uh, Campbell and Jaminet extended their lead with the pole position yesterday. In LMP3, the season-long championship, the, the lead was taken by John Bennett and Colin Brown last time out at Watkins Glen. They lead by 50 points over Garrett Grist, and Ari Balog in the Junior 3 racing Ligier. Overall, uh, super tight battle. Just uh, 17 points was the margin coming into this weekend in favour of Ricky Taylor and Philip Albuquerque over Oliver Jarvis and Don Blomquist. That has been trimmed, therefore, by three after qualifying. Uh, in third position, 
uh, and they are 140 points behind thereabouts. Earl Bamba and Alex Lynn, who are just ahead of Renga van der Zander and Sebastian Bourdais. So the two Ganassi run Cadillac racing entries, third and fourth in points. Certainly back down to Sheer Adam for a final thought in this Michelin countdown to green. A big crowd here, Sheer. It is. Uh, it was Canada Day and, of course, it's Independence, uh, on, Independence Day for the US on Monday. So a big holiday weekend. And it seems to me as though there's been a big pent-up demand for Canadian endurance fans to be back at Canadian Time Motorsport Park. Oh, yes. The campers have been here since I arrived on Thursday. The parking lot was already very full. And right now we're getting the end of the flyover. The front street is packed with fans, but they are everywhere around this circuit. Everybody is happy to be back racing in Canada. The drivers, the teams are happy because the weather is ideal. And it is so much cooler than it was last weekend in Watkins Glen. And, of course, the Canadian fans. They are not only knowledgeable, passionate they're wonderful. It's an honour to be back here at CTMP. Thank you, Shea. Shea Adam down there on the grid. We'll hear more from her as the afternoon progresses. Coming up to 3 o'clock Eastern time. Uh, stand by with Sirius XM 207. We're on 90.7 FM around the circuit once that we get underway and the uh, engines fire. And also, of course, we'll be firing up the international TV stream. If you're in the US, it is on Network NBC. What a weekend it's been and what a day it's been for our colleagues at NBC. The IndyCar race uh, starting things off and uh, winding things up towards us. But if you're further afield, Click on imsaradio.com and the live video. It's CTMP and the Canadian Tire Chevrolet Grand Prix live next.